0: Thank you, Dan, and orchestra and choir for beautiful worship today. Turn your Bibles to the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1. It cannot be disputed that there are a lot of benefits from going to church. In fact, it's not just religious leaders or pastors who are making these claims today, but rather it is researchers from the most elite universities. For example, I came up with a study this week, most recently from Vanderbilt University, that came to the conclusion that people who attend church weekly are less stressed and therefore live longer. Marino Bruce, social behavioral scientist and associate director for the Center for Men's Health at Vanderbilt says, and I quote, sometimes in health science, we tend to look at those things that are always negative. And we say, don't do this, don't do that. But now we found something that people need to do. They need to go to church. According to this remarkable study, middle-aged adults ages 40 to 65 who attend a church or other houses of worship reduce the risk of mortality by 55 percent. Flexing those spiritual muscles, says the professor, actually benefits your health. The researchers factored out education, poverty level, health insurance, and social support to get it down to only one factor amongst those tested, and that one factor was whether or not he or she went to church on a weekly basis. What a difference. Another article in USA Today recently claimed that religion may be the miracle drug. Imagine, says USA Today, What if we could find a single elixir to improve everybody's physical health and their mental health of millions of Americans, and it wouldn't cost a dime? What value would society place on a miracle drug if we could find something like this? Taking it a step further, USA Today said, what if you only had to take this drug once a week? What if it would reduce mortality by 20 to 30% over a 15 year period? Well, the good news is, writes USA Today, this miracle drug is already here, but people just aren't taking it. It's religion, more specifically, most specifically, it is weekly worship in church. USA Today's article is co-authored by a professor from no less than Harvard University. He studied the health benefits of showing up to church on a weekly basis for double decades. Now there's a distinction, says the Harvard professor. It's not spirituality that makes you more healthy. It's not staying home and reading your Sunday school lesson. It's not a do-it-yourself version or a workbook or an online Bible study. Those may be good things, but that's not what he studied. It is actually being here physically present in the house of God. It's not spirituality, it is in fact, attendance to church, not solitary practice, writes the professor. Study was conducted conducted by Tyler Vanderweel, professor of epidemiology at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. He discovered that women who attended church more than once a week had a 33% less risk of dying during the study period, a lower risk of dying from cardiovascular disease and much less likely to contract cancer. The professor said, and I quote verbatim from the Harvard professor, something powerful is taking place at church and it enhances your health. Now this isn't something published in Sunday School News, but JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, they factored out all the other things, diet and physical activity and alcohol use and consumption and smoking status and depression and race and ethnicity, and got it down to one question and one question only, a 20-year study, do you or do you not go to church and how does it impact your health? Well, it's, it's tremendous how it impacts, impacts our health. In fact, so revealing are these recent studies that PBS did a special documentary entitled Your Health, a Sacred Matter. They said perhaps, some are saying, your doctor ought to be writing you a script, go to church and hand it to you for you to get better. Well, it gets better than that. I actually found another article this week, and this one's Notre Dame, so we got Vanderbilt and Harvard and now Notre Dame. Notre Dame says, church attendance boosts a student's GPA. Church attendance boosts a student's GPA. Quote the professor, if you want to boost your teenager's grade point average, take your kid to church. Well, it's worth a try, is it? Studies 7th through 8th graders, 132 schools, 80 different communities. Well, the conclusion was kids who attend church were more likely to have friends with higher GPAs and they seldom ever skipped school. Bottom line... There's a a lot of good things going on when we go to church. You think about Psalm 73 and that particular song, the psalmist is confused about all of life. And he looks around and he says, I see the evil prospering and those who do good are failing. And I I wonder what's the meaning to life. And then he says, I went to your house, O God. And then I realized that those who are evil are standing on thin ice and they will face the judgment of God. I came into the house of God and I've got a whole new perspective. Many of you would stand and testify this morning the blessing from coming to church. Perhaps it was here at church that you first learned the great stories of faith. Even as a child in the preschool, you learned about Daniel and the lion's den and what faith meant. You learned about the shepherd and how he fell the giant with his slingshot. Maybe it's here at church that you made the proclamation that Jesus is Lord and it's certainly here at church that you were plunged in the baptismal waters and said, I die with him and I rise with him. It's here at church that you made that covenant of marriage, many of you right here in this place, in this holy room. And Many of you have trusted the Lord with the souls and the bodies of your beloved right here in a funeral. We know there are a lot of positive results of going to church, but I got a different question. Despite what Harvard and Vanderbilt and Notre Dame are saying, are there any negative results? Or are there any dangers of going to church? The people at Judah thought they were doing God a great service by showing up at the temple. They were worshiping on a regular basis. They were giving great offerings and sacrifices, the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. The temple was a very, very active and busy place. In fact, they were trampling God's house. Look what he says in verse 14. You are coming to my house so much, you are making me weary, the Lord says. You see, the the Lord looked beneath the masses that were coming. The Lord looked beyond the sacrifices. And the Lord looked at the heart of those who worship. And the Lord said, I am disgusted with your worship. I am not delighted in your worship at all. If all the activity at church makes you weary sometimes, the Lord says it makes him weary too. If it's not done with a pure Purpose. While while coming to church may be the most healthy thing you can do for your your body and your soul, it also can be a very dangerous thing. I want to give you three reasons why coming to church can be dangerous. First of all, when you go to church, you could be absent at the time you're taking up the most space. When you go to church, you could be absent at the time you're taking up the most space. I mean, Going to church can be a meaningless, holy habit, can it not? It can be an activity that we go through without giving it any thought. We can physically be in our place, but mentally and emotionally and spiritually, we can be a million miles away. Turn over to Isaiah twenty-nine, thirteen. Listen to what the Lord says to the prophet there. Isaiah 29 13 this people draw near with the words and they honor me with their lip service but they remove their hearts far from me and their reverence for me consists of tradition learned by rote the people are here they're in the temple but their hearts are far away and their worship is nothing but road. Congregation, it's possible for you and I to be absent even while we're seating in this room. Now, I'm all for heart transplants. It's a life-saving thing, but did you know that Dr. Christian Bernard, he was a, a pastor's son. He actually contrived how to do a heart transplant while he was sitting through a worship service. He sat there. I don't know what the preacher was preaching on, but something was going on in Dr. Christian Menard's mind, and he came up with the idea of how to do a heart transplant instead of listening to the music of the sermon. I'm all thankful for heart transplants, but maybe that afternoon would have been a better time to come up with a procedure. He was physically present, but he was absent when it came to, to worship. Now, take it for granted that no one delights in your presence in this room every week more than I do. There's nothing worse than, than preaching to empty, empty wood. That's, that's no fun. But the question is bigger than that, isn't it? Even when we're here physically, are we here spiritually? Are our hearts here? Are we here actually in the presence of God and the presence of God's people? When we come here, we are to meet God face to face, and worship is a verb. It's not something for you to watch. It is something for you to do, to dedicate yourself. We come in our sinfulness, and we meet a God who is holy, and we come in our weakness, and we meet a God who is all-powerful, We come with our limited limited knowledge and we stand in the presence of a God who knows absolutely everything. We come here with our lives racked by the stress and the pain of the week to hear the Jesus say, peace, be still. Worship is life transforming you, but make sure you're not absent when you're you're supposed to be here. There's a, a second reason that is, we have to be careful when we come to worship that the organization doesn't become more important than the cause. That the organization doesn't become more important than the cause. Historically, there a man by the name of Lansbury who was very much involved in the the labor movement in England and it was an important party and it was a growing party and the Labor Party was supposed to do exactly that. Look out for the interest of the common labor, the wages and working conditions and all those things. And as the party was growing and getting more popular, Lansbury had the gall to say this, the thing that worries me the most about the Labor Party is it might become like the church. That is to say, the organization might become more important than the cause. Is the organization in our lives more important than the cause? Our cause is to preach the gospel, to tell the good news of God's love, the death of Christ, his resurrection, ascension, and return the people in Canada and Argentina and Amarillo. Our cause is to help you bring up your children in the faith of your fathers that they too will know the salvation of the Lord. Our cause is to hold your hand in the time of grief, and I don't know who, but somebody's hand this week. We will walk through that process of having to entrust a loved one to the kingdom of God. Our cause is to teach you God's Word. There's so many opportunities, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday noon, Wednesday night, and a host of other Bible stories. Our cause is to call you to fulfill the Great Commission, to do the sharing of the good news right here in Amarillo or Brazil or Dominican Republic or we're starting a church in Oregon, we're starting a church in Santa Cruz, to all those places, fulfill the Great Commission organization is important but it cannot be more important than the cause do you remember the movie the bridge over the river kwai there's an english colonel there and he became a prisoner of war to the japanese and when he got there he realized that the morale was gone and His men who'd been taken in captivity, they weren't doing well physically and mentally. They were depressed and their health was deteriorating. And the Japanese were going to build a bridge over the river Kwai. And well, the English colonel said, you know, I think the English are better engineering than the Japanese. And why don't you let us build that bridge for you? And believe it or not, the Japanese said, okay. The English colonel began directing the building of the bridge and he was so proud of it and the men got healthy again. They had a purpose, they had work to do every day. Their depression left them, all the good things were happening. But just about the time that they were finishing the bridge over the river Kwai, well, the British army made plans to destroy the bridge. The colonel was so distraught, he looked up, he walked across the bridge. What are you doing to my bridge? We've worked so long on this bridge. And then it hit him. The bridge had become more important than the war. Oh, God, he said, I've missed it. The great commission is the cause. Go you therefore into all nations, teaching them to observe all the things that I have taught you. Baptize them. Lead them to know the saving power of Christ Jesus. The organization must never become more important than the cause. There's a third and final reason. Coming to church is dangerous because we can come seeking approval of our behavior and our lives rather than improvement of our behavior and our lives. The Status Seekers, a book written by Vance Packard, says, well, sometimes people go to church just for social status, or it seems to be the thing to do, or they're respecting their ancestors' faith, but they're not really into it themselves. And church can become this ritual that we go through weekly where we're seeking, well, I went to church, it's okay, I'm okay, as Dr. Harris would say, you're okay. Well, look again. At Isaiah 1.13. look at the look what he's saying here. Bring your worthless offerings no longer, incense and abomination to me. Your new moon and Sabbath, the calling for assemblies, I cannot endure it. The iniquity and the solemn assembly. Look at verse fourteen. And I am weary of them. Then what are we to uh, be about? Look at verse sixteen. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Look out for the orphan. Look out for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, may they be white as wool. We come to this room, to this place to encounter a holy and righteous God. It's here that we learn about the seriousness of our sin that, that cost even the Christ his life. We do not come here for approval of our wrongdoing. We come here to change. Cease your evil, says God in Isaiah. Look out for the widow, look out for the orphan. Your sins are bright red, they are scarlet. Let me wash them, that they will become white as snow. In Isaiah, in a few chapters, in Isaiah chapter six, he's going to have an image of the train to the Lord filling the temple and he's going to say woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips and I live amongst a people of unclean lips. God is holy I need cleansing. He is scared to death of the holiness of God. Make no mistake about it there are a host of good reasons for coming to church and I studied the, the most recent studies from Harvard and Vanderbilt and Notre Dame this week, and even I was surprised at the empirical evidence of the difference that going to church makes in our everyday lives. But here's the question. Is this place for you ritual or relationship? You see the difference? Is it ritual? Are we just trampling the house of the Lord or is it relationship? Relationship with a holy God through the death and resurrection of his son. And then, if you have relationship with the father, you have relationship with his children, you see? Is it ritual? Did we think about it? Did we do it out of habit, even holy habit? When we came into this room this morning, were we present with our hearts? Or would God say of us, as He said of ancient Israel, their hearts are so far from me, I wish they weren't even here? Or do we come? Vital, living, daily, growing relationship with God. And therefore, With God's people let us pray oh God it's good to be here but it's dangerous to be here anytime we're in your presence is dangerous for you are holy and righteous and other than we father how easy it is just to get up and come here without giving any thought that we're with you, we're with your people. Maybe there's one here this morning who needs to come and the words of the prophet Isaiah say, my sins are as scarlet and I I need them to be as white as snow through the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Maybe there are others who would come this morning and say, I want to be a part of this people who are about relationship and not ritual. I want God as my Father and the folks in this room as my family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.